Hello you. I hope you can hear, but in the background, I, I'm in a little forest. I'm in the Lake District. Um, I managed to creep away from the village where I'm at a, a, a retreat, and I found that I can't see anything human. I've just realised it's really nice. Oh bollocks! I turned around. I can see. A, I can see a stone wall. I can almost see nothing human. Uh, it's just me and the trees. That's really nice. Yeah, I've come to get a quiet moment um, away from... Um, yeah, I'm at a retreat doing something called the Enneagram, which is... I'm, I'm, I think I've got this urge to shamelessly geek out and get really excited and passionate about this thing that, that's been a big part of my life for the last three years, four years, um, that might be helpful, might not. Um, Enneagram aside, it's kind of... The way it's been framed, this particular retreat about uh, Enneagram, which is a system for mapping human nature. Um, it's for, yeah, plotting the way different people are motivated and how they relate to the world. And it says there are nine different kinds, um, which is starting to sound a little bit dogmatic already. But the way it's been presented here at this retreat is very different to the way I learned it. Um, which is it's all about fixations. So it says that all of us have something that we are kind of obsessed with getting or having met as a need or there's something we see that is hmm, wrong or out of place with the way the state of the universe is. So we basically spend our entire lives fixated on trying to remedy this thing, which all sounds very abstract. Let me uh, let me give you a little story about... Um, how it came into my life, which also will hopefully explain how it works and what it is. Which is when I first started, um, when I began my journey in my new profession as a coach, I had a coach who helped to train me. And he kind of volunteered this at the start of um, a long journey that I made with him. And he offered me this book and he, and he said, you know, who do you want to be? Um, which is kind of like the question, who are you? And I looked at this thing, Enneagram, and I looked at the front, and to be fair, the Enneagram doesn't do itself any favours. It's kind of logo is like, it looks like a pentagram, but not, it's a star. So immediately I saw, I, immediately I saw this and I thought, wizards, witches, spiritual, kind of ephemeral, hippie, bullshit, kind of, what the fuck is this? It's pseudo-religious, immediate kind of resistance to it when I saw it and I started reading it and saying what nine there are nine kinds of people come on there's seven billion of us we're terribly complicated and you think you can pigeonhole everyone into one of nine types of people so I've done personality tests before I don't know about you but if you've done Myers-Briggs or any of the other kind of um, things and you come out of it and you hear oh I'm an INFJ I'm a complete finisher or whatever and so what all that does is it, box you, it boxes you into a corner and it says that's the way you are and that's who you are and that's fixed and you're going to do this in this situation and it's all about behaviour. You know, you behave in this way under these conditions and that's who you are and it's really kind of insulting, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm complicated like, and I'm not sure, how does this help me? I kind of already knew that about myself, so what? Which is where I got with most personality things. But um, uh, yeah, so my reaction to Enneagram was one of like, oh, it's more of this. And it was judgement. I was like, this is bullshit. This is weird. I was really suspicious and didn't trust it. But that told me a lot about the way I react to things that don't meet my standards. I found out that ethics and morals and doing the right thing is really important to me. I've known this for a long time, kind of intuitively. It, it sort of motivates me. I have strong reactions to things that 
that, you know, I, I'm, I'm prone to black and white thinking, right and wrong, that kind of thing. And yeah, judgment comes into it. I judge things in this, this box or that. And that was my response to the Enneagram, which immediately gave me an enormous amount of clues about how I might fit in with this system. I looked in and found out, sure enough, there is a predisposition amongst a particular kind of um, personality for judgment and standards and ethics and wanting to do the right thing called perfectionists. And there's nine other, uh, there's eight other types that explain the different kinds of motivations, other things we fixate on. Perfectionists fixate on perfection. Um, what else is there? There's, there's achievers, they fixate on success and being perceived as, as successful. Um, there are people who fixate on harmony and wanting peace among other people. They want everyone to get along and have a nice time and that's their motivation. And there are nine of these, um, to put it really plainly and simply. But the trick about Enneagram that makes it different from, from Myers-Briggs and any other personality test you might have, horoscopes, anything like that, the difference is it says, this is who you aren't. The Enneagram doesn't say, you are this kind of person, you are this personality. It tells you who you are not which puts it in a different category of model or framework or whatever you want to call it than other stuff. It's by learning this, you can discover, oh, these, th this is my ego. These are my defense patterns. These are the, the survival skills that I have had, that I've learned or that I developed or that I already had, depending on how you look at it, to cope with life. So, I mean, this is not Enneagram now, but general psychology says that we develop... Um, behaviours as a way to adapt and get what we want and need in the world and to help us cope with stressful situations when we feel unsafe. We develop patterns of habits, behaviours, um, and they inform the way we relate to other people and how we get our needs met and how we stay safe. It's very kind of almost instinctual. And a lot of this is, we don't even know what's going on. And that's why, why Enneagram helps. It helps us spot what's going on so we become more self-aware. The Enneagram doesn't tell you what to do next, um, though, though you can go down that route if you want. It essentially says, oh, you might want to look out for this. You might want to become aware of that. You might want to notice that in this, under these particular circumstances, you might react in this particular way, um, which I find super helpful. Um, but uh, yeah, the way it's been presented this weekend is, is fixations. This idea that we get absolutely fixated on getting something, fixing something, remedying something in the world. We want it to be different any other way than it actually is right now, which if you know anything of um, the Buddhists, but there are other religions that say that the, the source of all human dissatisfaction, suffering, pain, loss is all about... Um, uh, lost my train of thought. Going to start. Is all about wanting. There we go. The wanting world to be any. Wanting the world to be any other way than it actually is right now, which is absolutely fascinating. So yeah, I've been on a bit of a journey with the old enneagram. It started out as um, yeah, just a theoretical point of curiosity, and then when you sort of learn more about your type and others, you start to notice it going on. You start to go, oh, I'm doing that thing. Oh, I'm trying to correct things that I think are wrong when really they're, they're not wrong. I'm just, <laughs> it's just my opinion. I think in some way I've got this special truth and I think I know that the right way to do this is this way. So I'm going to go about my life trying to correct that and trying to make things perfect. That's what it's done for me. Um, 
and this is painful you know that this is how i know it's different because with other personality tests i've done it's just interesting you know someone sends you a link on facebook and it says oh what kind of um mammal are you and it's like oh, that's curious that's funny that's interesting but enneagram really actually quite hurts it can it, it holds a mirror up to you and go this is this is all the ugly shit this is this is not very pleasant and uncomfortable to face truths about yourself and it reveals how often the things that we need uh the things that we're missing our deepest darkest fears about ourselves we end up going out into the world and just projecting it on other people just taking out all our um our horrible uh sounds judgmental already again doesn't it all our blind spots all our shortcomings all our core fears you know for example a, a core fear of one of the enneagram types is that i'm unlovable that i'm so i just cannot be loved there's nothing about me that is worth lovable loving which is you're not going to go through life are you trying to you know um telling people that that's very very uncomfortably kind of raw and tender and close to home isn't it so that personality type will go out into the world trying to make themselves lovable trying to help people over functioning just making themselves exhausted and burning out by just taking on other people's agendas and just yeah um over helping them just doing everything for them and disempowering people and that's a projection you know um for me it is it, at the core fear is something around thinking that you're fundamentally wrong or broken somehow again very raw very tender who wants to go out in the, into the world and tell people i think there's something wrong with me and i'm not sure what it is and therefore i should be i shouldn't exist i shouldn't i should be cancelled you know that kind of thing and the way that that manifests is you go out in the world and you're just trying to correct everything you're trying to make things perfect because ultimately there's that fear behind it that you're you're imperfect um oh goodness yeah i'm giving away a lot here about myself <laughs> i've just realized um yeah so it's it's interesting it's 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 a curious little thing and it doesn't one of the things is i get really excited about enneagram and i want other people to share that excitement so i i do have a tendency to any excuse to talk about it i will which is why i'm on this retreat it's just a a bit of a, a way to yeah deepen my experience of it and my growth path but also just to geek out with other people who are on the journey and th these are strangers I've, I've only met one or two of them before but when we talk about enneagram we go oh th this is the type that i spend a lot of time in we, we talk about that like you, you everyone has everyone moves around the eight they're then nine different kinds but we have a home base i guess you could call it and it can take years to figure out where that is but you have a place that you kind of spend most of your time um if you're living in out of habit and um out of unaware or you spend a lot of time being stressed you'll kind of be in that place and it's just nice to go talk to someone and they go oh yeah i spend a lot of time in nine or in eight or six and you're like oh i don't know much about that tell me what that experience is like and you've got this whole language to um uh i guess compare notes and talk about uh what it's like and where you've come from and where you're going with it and also share the stories about how this gets really ugly sometimes like it, um a lot of the thing in in enneagram is about um a lot of uh the the best kind of like learning about yourself is how your um your enneagram type as we call it the the, the type you identify with how that mixes or how that relates with other enneagram types in relationships or friendship um, partners and um, relatives family strangers as well like 
a lot of that involves bumping together and you can see how you can when you when you start to learn about Enneagram you understand why some people trigger you and other people there's just no chemistry there as well or some people you're really attracted to because there's something about your type that you know is is um is craving from another and you know for example like i'm the 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 type that um i spend a lot of time in can be quite serious and kind of joyless sometimes and very authoritarian and preachy um can be at worst and under stress and the types that are fun and free and easygoing and very unstructured and spontaneous like i i i tend to gravitate towards that kind of uh that kind of vibe um which helps explain that and um yeah so um that's the thing in enneagram as well it gives you a direction for how you behave when you are stressed um not in a good place and how you are when you're in less stressed so you're secure and you're you feel like you're growing and going places and you you move around these nine types which is again another distinction between enneagram and like myers-briggs or other personality types and is that you float around you're not fixed the enneagram is absolutely about not being fixed if anything you know if you if you completed the enneagram game on on hard setting the level you would get to at the end the completion that that, they get would be that you uh you've transcended and escaped it you know i guess you could think about enneagram as a kind of like a a prison or i've heard it described as like a trance we we walk through life unwittingly not knowing about these patterns of behaviors and habits and who we are or never even thinking about it and we just keep tripping up and and getting stuck which which happens no matter how kind of into enneagram you are or not um like i I don't claim that anyone who's really into enneagram goes through life painlessly and has it all sussed It, it probably makes it harder because you're aware it's going on you know something will trigger you and you'll go oh it's that thing again i should have known that i know that about myself i know that about other people so why am i still doing it and it's really that really stings um it just feels kind of inevitable sometimes and you think ah oh yeah so yeah i guess the the completion you'll get on the end of the onion game is you've transcended or enlightened and you're free from any of this unconscious kind of fixated behavior on 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 the world and you just i kind of what's the word you just see through it you're just at peace you accept it you just there's just a release a relaxation they, they talk about that a lot in enneagram it's just when you're contracted and stressed you're uptight you go into type you revert to your kind of default settings you know you act out of fear or shame or anger but when you relax and contract uh, decontract yeah you, you relax you just like that things matter a lot less and you you do less of these um unhelpful behaviors anyway i'm, I'm just wittering and, and, and infusing effusing infusing both of it oh, wow i hope there was some use in that yeah as you can tell i'm really into this sort of thing and this is this is a an indulgence spot i am partly here as well just to just to broaden my experience of it because i i do use the enneagram in 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 coaching not explicitly you know, if we're in session, I, I will rarely introduce it or mention it. I will be using it in the background of my head to go, hmm, this person is is floating around this part of Enneagram and I'm and it gives me like kind of options about where to go next. I could ask about this and I wonder if they're motivated by that or what would happen in this situation? Tell me about that. And then it sort of, it builds a, a bridge between you and it's it's much easier to kind of with, with that 
understanding you can be compassionate towards someone you can go oh, okay yeah i i get the the the, the this quest for perfection too yeah i understand that i feel that i know it can be hard and yeah it's um in theory that would be the case in normal life as well when you go through uh, being annoyed or triggered by other people you just go yeah i can see what's happening now and i know why that's happening oh i don't know why that happened. i suspect why that's happening and that's painful and dude i'm i'm sorry i'm right there with you you know compassion patience all those lovely virtues but um oh wow was that useful? Was that helpful? Here be dragons. I need to ask a disclaimer on this. This Enneagram is, is uh, we can read about it on books, plenty of web pages, YouTube's full of it, Instagram, all over that, but it's really easy to get burned with this. It's so easy to misuse it and um, it can be dangerous, I'm going to say, in the wrong hands. Um, I have learned with mentors um, and talking and being supported by other coaches use Enneagram and it's helped me a lot when I've been through rough times and Enneagram's shown up so by all means be curious you know that's the way into Enneagram is to be curious about it and see if it sits with you because it won't sit with everyone not everyone kind of vibes with it it's just it just doesn't work you have to be in the right time of life that you know there's a kind of it it, it just fits and drops in when it when it does and it when it needs to. So it might just be just just might be all hocus pocus to you. And uh, I'd say the one thing is, if you're curious after listening to me and you go and have a little snoop around, just notice how you react to it. You know, is there just nothing? You know, is this is just like, oh, okay. You know, is there excitement and curiosity? Is there resistance? Is there like a kind of yeah? Is there is there judgment or is there loads and loads of questions about it? You know, is there just apathy? Is there anger? Is there like, oh, how dare this fucking thing pretend it knows me? How can it know me? Like, Q, I'm an individual. Don't you dare claim to know how I work on the inside. That too is a reaction. And if you've listened to any of my other posts, you'll know that strong reactions are signals. There's clues wrapped up in it, which can tell us a lot about ourselves. And uh, yeah, where we are on the, uh, the old Enneagram. So I'm going to leave you. I'm just at the edge of the woods. You can probably hear the cars. I've just seen a female bullfinch, which has made my day. I'm very happy about that. Um, bullfinches are—they always come in pairs. They're really sweet, adorable, cute, colourful little birds, and they—they they, they always bond together and float around the edges of woods. They start to come in people's gardens and feed this time of year because food's a bit scarce. Um, so that's been nice. See some snowdrops, and uh, I'm feeling beckoned to go back into the. Um, the deep work on the retreat and uh, transcend personality and realise that I am nothing, just a, a spirit temporarily in a human body <laughs> trying to find its way home or something like that where uh, well, maybe I'll... But that's partly why I recorded this now because I figure that the deeper I go into this the more I'm going to struggle to string words together later and I'll just be like cross-eyed going... A vegetative state wondering uh, who am i you know <laughs> who am i who am i not it's all a bit existential you know goodness who am i who are you who are you not who's in charge is it personality what's behind your personality what's behind what's behind your thoughts and emotions because they change don't they they come and go so if you're not that you're not them what are you? That's what I'm here to find out. Or rather, that's what I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to f find out. And I may not find the answer. 
got existential again for a minute. I apologise. Hope this was interesting listening. I'm going to freeze it there and we'll, we'll catch up maybe tomorrow. And with some more learns and experiences and maybe some funny stories and stuff. Thank you for listening as always. Love you. Bye. <laughs>